Hello, everybody. Welcome into Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. Uh, we got some breaking news. Of course, we're going to talk about the NBA, uh, the in-season tournament going on. There's a streak happening uh, between LeBron James and, and Steph Curry that I want to get Danny's opinion on. Uh, Kevin Durant has been mad at people who have been in his DMs. We'll explain all that later. And we'll talk about how <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton in a moment. But first, Danny, I got an update for you. I got an update mm-hmm. for you. So uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, during a recent Lakers game, a fan got uh, on the court uh, and had a chance to win 55 racks by hitting the half court mm-hmm. shot. Uh, before he took the shot, before he took the shot, excuse me, he said, uh, I do. What did, he, what did he say? I do this. Yeah. Uh, he said something very, not say cocky, but he was, he was cocky. Very no, he was cocky. He was a little cocky. He was a little confident. You know, this is what I do type thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that's this. what he said. He I'm, said, this I'm is ready. what I do. I'm ready yeah. for this type thing. I'm like, all right, shit, let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is what I do. So he takes the he takes the half-court heave, and he absolutely misses it. Well, what's even worse is that he hobbled after, fell to the ground, grabbed the back of his heel, which for anybody who knows, who saw the video, or who can hear, who knows how it feels to grab, grab the back of your heel uh, when you're playing basketball, it feels like it was an Achilles pop. However, mm-hmm. however, Danny, I have some breaking news for you. According okay. to ESPN's Dave McMenamin, uh, this is his tweet from uh, Tuesday night. From Tuesday night, some news we can all feel good about: the Lakers half-court shot promo participant from last game is fine. I'm told, no torn Achilles, no major injuries. Just ultimately a tweak. Hey, bro, I almost don't believe that because the way he went nah, down, it looked, nah. it looked like the Achilles was gone. Boy, it tumbled crazy. It looked <laughs> like it for sure pop. Basketball guys gave a sniper when got him. He's, I, this is what I do. They said, oh, really? This is what you do? Okay. You don't warm up. I don't know what age he is, but the gentleman didn't look like he, I mean, he didn't look old, but he said the reaction looked like, you know, he probably needed to warm up. He looked like he's at the age where he needs to stretch. Get a warm up mm-hmm. in, and when you don't, you go out there and think that you just hot shit. You gonna pop some, and that's exactly what happened. It looked like it was sniper caught him, like some pop. He said, "Ah, oh!" And then you know the guy hosting didn't know what the hell to do. I'm like, "Is he prank? Is this like a prank for the crowd?" They're like, "Oh, give it up for Anthony." You know, like they're trying to like get to keep the crowd in it, and he's just hobbling. I'm like, "Oh, he definitely popped something, bro." He's like, "He's like, get up!" He's like, "Get up, Anthony! Get up, Anthony!" Yeah. And he couldn't get up. Uh, one more time for Anthony. He's uh, he's, he's all right. But I'm like, nah, he popped something. I had to rewind it. I watched it live. I'm like, oh, what the hell's happening? I'm like, is this a joke? I'm like, oh, this is serious. Popped. I thought he popped, but for just a tweak, man. Nah, he his reaction nah. was too crazy. Nah, he can't go that. If it was just a tweak, you need he need a he need a, he can't be acting like that for just a tweak. Especially no, for the people like me who really tore their Achilles, I was I laughed at first, and then I really started to feel bad for him because I'm like, yeah, that rec- that recovery process it was is about funny to be until real. it was not, yeah, until it was not. I was like, damn, he might have tore something. Like that, that might not be funny, but now it's a tweak. It's like, man, you can't be introducing yourself like this is what I do, <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying. Yeah, be carried, be carried out on a stretcher for a little ankle tweak. Like, nah, son. You, <laughs> you might as well have popped something that. at that point. Yeah. At this point, you had the whole crowd, the whole staff helping you. Like, damn, somebody, they like, you might as well get the 55K. He going to need it for health reasons. You might as well give it to him at this point. But I'm like, <laughs> for sure. A an- ankle tweak? Nah. Uh, I will say this to all of our audience as a man who tore his Achilles. Please, 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 please. Again, I, I've, I, this has happened to me. If you are flat-footed, 
don't mess around. Make sure you wear some foot insoles, some heel some lifts. Some heel cups, no, yep. Some heel, well, some heel cups, some heel lifts, whatever you need. It will definitely help you. I my one of my biggest regrets, my ex-girlfriend, and we're gonna talk about women in the later on in the show too, Danny. Okay. My ex-girlfriend, one time we were hanging out, we were in Indiana. Yeah, we were in Indianapolis. And she goes, Harrison, do you realize you got flat feet? And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And I brushed it off. Mm-hmm. Couple, a couple months later, tear my Achilles. I'm not wearing heel lifts. I don't have the proper arch support. So those for those of you who are listening, mm-hmm. look at your feet. If you got flat feet, admit it and do something about it because you don't want to be walking around ev- walking around on and with every surface feeling like concrete. And that's exactly what it felt like for me for about six months, six months before walking felt like a pleasure again. I didn't realize how much I missed walking, Danny, until I ve- eventually got it like back. So how long were you not walking for? Trust me, I've been in the same boat, too. It took me a while to learn how to walk again, too. Now I was I was walking. I could walk like maybe like uh, then like two days later. Okay. But I I couldn't in, I I didn't enjoy walking. It was a pain. I'm like, oh, I gotta walk. Now how much you you take it for granted when you have an injury like that? How much you use it or how much you in, like? I guess not say enjoy walking, but just like the little things. And when you I had to start over. It took me a couple months to get out of my cast boot, whatever my my knee brace, but uh. Yeah, uh, you know, the crutches, when I was walking without crutches, you'd like, all right, let me go for a stroll and enjoy the sun. You appreciate it much more when you know saying you come off or come back from something like that. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Also, too, uh, I also wanted to let people know or at least express my excitement, Danny. I know we're going to talk about the NBA in-season tournament games, but there is something else on TV that is finally capturing my attention outside of sports. And today, uh, at least Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, is the debut if you if I wanted to watch the Netflix Squid Games reality show? Your excitement level for that? Uh, I'm not a Come big on, reality bro. show. I'm not a big Come reality on. show fan. Man. Squid Games was a great TV series. I think we should have kept yeah. it at that. I think this will be funny and fun, but it's the reality TV to me is such an oxymoron. Like it's such a like a hypocritical category. Because I feel like feel, it's not reality. It feel like reality. Yeah, it's not reality. It seems anymore. very staged. It seems very, you know, they might do it more than once. I don't know. But at the same breath, I said it is fun. It's it's going to be funny. It's going to be fun putting people see how their brain works. And sometimes, I mean, the contestants always make the show, right? It depends on the type of people yes. they bring on the show, what kind of IQ they have. So I would love for them to bring on somebody with some IQs and, and not just a bunch of, I'm not going to call them a name, but people that aren't yeah. as high IQ that just do silly stuff and just looking to get famous being viral for doing silly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Uh, okay. Real quick. Now uh, we'll get to basketball in just a moment. Your hall of fame reality TV show. And I'm going to, I'll say mine first. Oh, I would have said, I would have said real world because we grew up on real world. Mm-hmm. However, because of the pandemic, I watched <laughs> at least 40 seasons. People were bored at least 40 seasons of Survivor. And I must okay. admit, Survivor <laughs> was damn good. That's yeah. my Hall of Fame reality TV show. What's yours? There's, there's that many seasons. Survivor has that many seasons? Bro, over over 40. Over 40 seasons. Seasons or episodes? No, see, seasons, my friend. See, And I know. I said we were bored. I was bored during the pandemic. 
But how many episodes are in the season? Like three, four? Like no, I bro. I'm talking about like a good twelve to sixteen. Sheesh. All right, man. That's a lot of watching. I'm a, I'm not as <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I've never been a reality fan, so I can't give you an all time. Fair. I used to go back when it first started. The ones that I actually watched when it first started when I was a younger teenager, I guess, or a younger adult. Yeah. Uh, Flavor of Love was one of the guys that started it. Flavor of Flav. <laughs> Flavor of Love. Just fucking hilarious. Just hilarious, man. Excuse my <laughs> French. Him. And then I'm trying to think of like if there was another one. Were you a Jersey Shore? Were you a Jersey Shore Jersey Shore guy? Nah. You didn't get down with you didn't get down with the gym uh, gym tan laundry laundry? No. Nah. So what about what about the, making the, what about making the band? Making the band making was a reality the band, show. Making the band. So I was saying, so the twins, the real chance of love with chance and the twin rappers, whatever the fuck. The, the not chance the rapper now but there's another chance back then so that was one and then making the making the band so it was similar reality love show with the two twins just like flavor of love they were like right after flavor Flav. and then making okay. the band was another one so making the band diddy having to do a wild walking to brooklyn to get the cheesecake you know it's just yeah having a sing-off like dylon 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Back yeah, in the yeah, days, yeah. eating nasty you know they all fighting in the in the in the in the crib crazy so yeah i mean i used to watch those so those are just me as a young and actually be introduced to reality tv and thought some of it was funny but after a while it's like i can't condone this i can't watch this yeah. anymore like this is silliness yeah. reality tv definitely has soared uh since then uh what 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 didn't feel like reality though danny was the score tuesday night between the indiana pacers and mm-hmm. the atlanta hogs 157 for the Pacers, 152 for the Atlanta Hawks. Tyrese Halliburton, 37 points, 16 to 6, 9 of 15 from 3. This dude is absolutely cooking, Danny. Nah, uh, I saw balling. the stat the I saw the stat the other day. His assists are leading to more points than Joel Embiid is actually scoring himself. Joel Embiid is leading the league in scoring. However, Tyrese Halliburton just off his assist alone is getting more points from that then Joel Embiid is actually scoring on top of the fact that Halliburton is scoring himself. It's yeah. out of control what he's doing right now. They're they are playing at a crazy level right now with their pace. First and foremost, your reaction to the score to the game. Uh I know you as somebody who prides himself on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Uh that's, that's probably <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly my reaction. Um I didn't watch the game. Usually I I get a chance to catch some of them. I didn't get a chance to watch this game. I did see some of the highlights. My first thought was, where's the de- like, damn, where's the defense? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it seemed like an exciting game. Then they were like, this is the highest, one of the highest scoring games. And I looked it up and obviously put up, people put up the Clippers versus Sacramento when the, they both were in the 170s. So this was the highest over under game type thing they had over uh, on a game mm-hmm. and regulation. But I think they went into double overtime with the Clippers, Sacramento, I think. Yeah, that was overtime. Yeah, yeah. So regulation to be in the 150s, like, damn, where's the defense? But it looked like a, a fun game. Like guys are actually scoring, playing well, you know, and, and getting up and down. But Tyrese's ball in Indiana, I think, is a surprise of the league. Them in Minnesota, Minnesota being number one in the West right now. Indiana balling and beating teams and playing at a high high level and scoring at a high clip um, has been the surprise for me in the East. So, um, yeah, and, and Tyrese is the leader of that charge. He's absolutely balling, and all those guys. They, again, guys, they're getting production from off the bench from everywhere. They get everybody chipping in, everybody's eating, everybody's playing well and having fun. And they were actually winning some games. So I, I expect to see them in the playoff um, this year. They'll be, I think, you know, top six, at least six, six, seven seed, I would like to expect. 
Yeah, I, I would like I would expect to see them at the very least in the play in the play in scenario. As of right now, mm-hmm. they they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players averaging in double digits right now. They have at least five players shooting over thirty eight percent or better from the three point line. Uh, they are absolutely cooking. As you look at now, you said it, you could see them in the playoffs. I don't know if their brand of basketball is going to win them games in the playoffs, win them a series in the playoffs. But Tyrese Halliburton himself, uh, you know, it was interesting going into the season. Everybody was talking about, okay, Shea Gilgis Alexander, after having the year he had last year, he's a top 10 player in the NBA. Now looking at Tyrese Halliburton, again, looking at that stat that I uh, proposed to you, looking at the work that he's been doing so far this season, where would you put him in terms of guards in the NBA? Ooh, uh, I said he's just, he's on another level right now. Last year... Yeah, this season, he's been absolutely balling. Last year, I thought he was great. I thought he played well. I still don't think the numbers or what they did record-wise was good enough for him to be an all-star. This season, hands down, no question, he's an all-star. And I wouldn't say uh, he's on the brink but from a year or two. Uh, he could be an MVP caliber conversation, MVP conversation. He's an MVP caliber player. Um, but this season, he's definitely an all-NBA team. He's got to be, you know, at least second team, all-NBA team. He's making that jump that Shea is making. You know, Shea had made yeah. last year, I feel like. So he, he's in that conversation. And I think another year or two from now, Shea, Shea is one of those guys that are in an MVP conversation. And I see, I could see that happen. Okay, see the way they're balling. So, um, you know, he's he's right on the right path. And that 260 is looking like a good deal uh, that Indiana oh, got yeah. him for. Yeah, it's, and this look – Honestly, it's crazy. As I was watching the game last night and I saw what LaMelo Ball did the night before, I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, hold on. Are we having a change of the guard here between Shea, LaMelo, Tyrese, Halliburton, Tyrese, Maxey? Like you look at those four guards and you put, I mean, I, I'm, they're point guards. So I, I could obviously mm-hmm. include a guy like Anthony Edwards if I want to. But for the purpose mm-hmm. of this argument, I won't. But LaMelo Ball, a point guard, Tyrese Halliburton and Maxi point guards, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And you look at the older point guards in the league right now, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. Trying to think who else is – I mean, Chris Drew Paul's Holiday. Passes, Drew Holiday. Yes, I feel, Danny, I'm starting to feel like this younger brand of – this younger guard might have taken over. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, you're looking at other. I'm trying to think of the point guards that are out there. Nah, that are still, he's not. He's not. I'm talking about the young. Like I'm talking about four yeah. years, four years or Luka? less. The five years or less. Is Luca point guard. Is Luca a point guard? I mean, Luca's just on another. I mean, he's already been established. That's already understood. Mm-hmm. But yeah. these younger guards, I think they're like I'm. They, they're at. They're at the point they're, now. No, they're, they're making a leap bit quicker than I expected them to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I said I've seen. I, there's certain things that I, I'm. Surprised by certain things, I'm not surprised by. Like, I'm not surprised by what Tyrese Maxey. I've seen it up close. I know what he can do. Desmond Bain. I got a chance to be teammates with these guys, so I know how good they were. When Tyrese signs extension, when Bain signed his extension, I wasn't surprised by it. And they're ultimately probably going to get those guys for cheap. And I knew at some point these guys would be all stars. At some point, I did not think it would happen this year for Tyrese Maxey. He's going to be an all star this year, and this is what year four for him. For him to be all, I thought like he's maybe a year or two away, you know, to adjust, adjusting and adapting to it. He's in MVP conversations, you know, early this this season, and he's definitely gonna be all star. So he'll maybe all NBA, you know, second or third team. We'll see how that go, turns out for him. But the way Philly's playing and the way he's playing, the production wise and the percentage and the efficiency he's doing to that while helping carry the team with Joel, 
Yeah, he's he's going to be an all-star this year. And I said, I didn't see it happening that soon. And especially with Tyrese Albert, I didn't see him making this jump. Um, just like Shea, all those guys. I've seen them, you know, maybe yeah, Shea would be an MVP guy in you know, two or three years. Now nah, he's like, I'm, my time is now. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm doing it now. Tyrese Maxey, I'm doing it. Tyrese Albert. Oh, I'm not all like you know. He had a lot to say uh, about our guy Wally Zerbiak when he called him a want to be all star. I'm a want to be all star. Okay, he's showing. I'm I'm a little more than a want to be all star. So he's uh he's cooking, man. They're all cooking. They're playing at a high level, and it's it's fun to watch. It, it's making me start to think, Danny. You know, I and when we were growing up, I remember the notion was that a basketball player is in his prime usually around age thirty or so. But the way these guys are playing, it may make me feel like the prime might be a bit earlier because of just what they're able to do athletically. And you know, we could talk about it. Like when I feel like when we were coming up, it felt like people were just getting their jump shot later. They get their jump shot later on in their career. Kobe got his jump shot later on in his career. Jordan got his jump shot later on in his career. LeBron really started shooting a lot of threes later on in his career. But because the three-point shot is so important now, like you almost mm -hmm. can't get into the league without a three-point shot, it's like the mm -hmm. prime could come a lot earlier because the skill, obviously you still need the IQ, but the skill could be a lot, is, is more present now for younger players than it ever was before. And then obviously you're at the peak or close to your peak of your athleticism because you're young. For sure. I definitely agree with that. Uh, the game has evolved. The game has changed a lot. And I was talking about it today. You know, we watch a lot of other podcasts. Uh, big shout out to all the other players that do their podcasts. You know, I was watching Gilbert Arenas. I joined his show mm -hmm. one time. Uh, big shout out to Gil. Um, you know, he had him and Rashad McCants were talking about Kevin Durant. Why is he not being as hyped up or talked about as much as LeBron James? Because ultimately he could go down as one of the best or the greatest to ever do it. And, you know, a lot of people are like, we'll never see another KD again. But then Wemby comes across, then Chet comes across. And it's like these guys, because the path that KD, you know, he had paved the way for them, you can allow skinny big men. Because back in the day, a guy like Chet being a four or five, it would have been tough to, to play mm -hmm. in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a different type of game. Now the stretch four small ball, Draymond has changed that game. Uh, KD has changed the game to where – Big men or skinnier guards or skinnier big men now could play in the perimeter and also be a very effective both inside and outside um, on the court. So, uh, so you see Chet, you see Wemby, you see how these guys are evolving and playing. It's a different type of game and skill level. You don't see – said we thought we'd never seen another seven-footer move like KD because you don't see seven-footers get away with being that skinny in our league. But now it's like because how good he was, how he could handle it, and, and because now small ball – you can be whatever size and be in this league now um, because of the skill level. And that's also with guards. Like I so said, back in the day, guys would be look at a guy like Trey Young and be like, ah, nah, he wouldn't make it. He's too small because of the skill level, the IQ, and because of three-point three line, three point how ball. much it's evolved. It's like, yo, anybody could play. It doesn't matter your size, how strong or you know skinny you are. Like, you could, There's a place for you. You can figure out you know your niche. So, um, yeah, man, it, it, it's evolving at a high clip. A lot more scoring. I do wish I could see more defensive side of it, though, because I'm more of a defensive player. I'd love to see more pride taken on that side and more competitiveness and defense have more freedom to play defense because I think with the rules and how things are now, it's harder for guys to play. Like, you could barely touch. Like, now offense are they're creating and initiating the contact. They can still get in calls. And defensive guys, it's hard to stop anybody with that. You guys are already they're too skilled. But I would love for mm -hmm. them to go back to some of the old ways they did do this year. They did the flopping thing, but I have not seen it called not once during the regular season. And the, I've in the seen preseason, 
Yeah, I saw it in the regular season. There's a lot of people flopping out there still, and they're trying to take that out the game for you know take away the referees. Uh, so guys tricking referees and keeping the game a little more physical, and you know not having theatrical reactions. There are technicals that are being called for BS stuff, but the, the flopping, we can try to take that out of the game and just the softness and allowing defense to actually play defense. That's what I would like to see more of. Yeah, I, I don't I don't blame you with that. Uh, you mentioned Chet Holmgren. Uh, when we go to the pick and roll, we're going to talk about him and as well as Kevin Durant because he's not happy about people being in his DMs. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Be right back. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room. Harrison Sanford, Danny Green. You guys know the vibes. Uh, let's run the pick and roll. Why don't we? Uh, here's a tweet from Kevin Durant. When I get your paid, you don't DM me and send a small percentage to my cash app. But when them parlays don't hit, I'm every name in the book. Y'all or ain't real. That is Kevin Durant. Uh, obviously, uh, betting is a big thing in now in the NBA. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, Danny, uh, how aware are, are, are NBA players aware of their prop lines if they're favorites or underdogs going into a game? And I'm sure you've had, I'm sure you've had crazy ass fans in your DMs when you don't 100%. hit enough threes or whatever it might be. I think, no, I would say a majority of the NBA players are not aware. There are some guys that do like to gamble on others or like, you know, friendly bets with other sports and their friends. So their friends mm -hmm. are gamblers and they keep them, you know, they tell them with the fan, they may have friends that keep them updated with it, but most guys don't know or don't care. But said so we hear about it when we don't hit the mark for you, but we don't hear about it when we do hit the mark. And yeah. Katie's like, yeah, keep that same energy. You know, don't come with me with the BS of, oh, you didn't, but I just won you thousands of dollars or a couple hundred dollars, you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. And I'm still waiting on my gift from Floyd back in the day because I won Floyd a couple hundred thousand dollars. I think it was back when we played the Lakers. Yeah. I hit a shot. I hit, I hit a shot against, I think it was it was against LA. It was against the Lakers. I hit a shot. It was over, rest in peace, Cole. I had, had a three ball and we got the win. I think he bet on us as a as a team to win by a certain amount. And I think I helped his, uh, his, his bet. bet. And I think he won yeah. like a couple hundred grand. So I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Let me get, let me get a little... <laughs> That would be a little soft. Nah, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> nah. But yeah, so, it's, it's, you know, I, I agree with KD. It's like, yo, don't slide in our inbox complaining when you lose because you don't slide our inbox, you know, complimenting us or giving us a yeah. share of 5% or 10% of what you're making when we do hit the marks for you. Yeah. I, 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 I understand the frustration. Trust me, Danny, as a, as a better, I understand the frustration. You're like, yeah, yo, KD scored 20 points tonight. How'd he stop at 19? Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, Danny, I know you're not a better. But when, I know when how it you, goes. When, when I you know hang how it goes. You, you look at a guy's numbers, you go, oh, this guy, he's getting 10 rebounds a game for the last three games. He's yeah. a safe bet for seven and a half, uh, seven and a half <laughs> over. You know what I'm saying? And then he gets stuck at fucking seven or, or <laughs> yeah, six. You're seven, like, yo. Yeah. And he has six in the first half. And the next year, he only ends up with fucking oh, seven. Oh, those like, be the worst, Danny. I'm telling you. Like, Dude, no, did you just stop playing? 
<laughs> Nothing worse but a dude is on pace, on pace, <laughs> and then the second half he just go quiet. I'm like, hey, bro, this, and that's when the, the, the bet was like, yo, it's, somebody must, yo, he, somebody must have told him. Just the somebody time that you him. bet on the person is when they don't fucking come through. I get it, <laughs> but it's unpredictable because you never know if an injury may happen. You know if a blowout may happen. If a guy they're up thirty, he may not play the whole fourth. Yeah, um, it's just an unpredictable thing, and it's it's game by game. It's different, and a lot of times you can kind of predict. Like some guys' habits. Habitually, this guy usually scores double digits. Habitually, this guy gets, you know, this amount of rebounds or assists. Some games, a lot of games is going to be uh, where they don't. And maybe not a lot, but a good 20 to 25. But if they average that, yeah. it's like, you know, this is a bad night, you know, 20% of the time for most guys. I will, I, I'm not going to give out my whole strategy on this pod, but I will say to those who are listening who do place a wager or two, always pay attention to the pace rankings the pace ratings if a team is 29th in pace playing a team <laughs> that is third in pace then you should probably look at some overs in the prop market i'll give an example of one and then we'll actually go to the actual question uh the other day uh fan duel sportsbook had james harden at seven and a half no yes at seven and a half assists versus the spurs the day before the day before the, the last game they played before that James Harden played against the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are 27th in pace. He still had seven assists. The Spurs are number are top five in pace, and his line was still the same with assists. So do the math, y'all. If he got seven assists as the primary point guard for the Clippers in a slow-paced game, what the hell is he going to do when he plays against a team with top five in pace? He's going to have Indiana. more assists. He finished Probably. the game with he finished the game with ten assists. It was an easy hit, an easy, a easy uh thing to hit. Uh, so just think about pace, guys, when you guys uh, mm -hmm. make your bets. With that being said, I'm gonna ask you for the better bet, Danny. Mm -hmm. LeBron James has scored ten points in one thousand one hundred and forty straight games. Yeah. Steph Curry has hit a three in two hundred and thirty three consecutive games. Which streak ends first? LeBron, one more time, LeBron James has scored mm -hmm. at least 10 points in 1,140 straight games. Steph Curry has hit a three in 233 consecutive games. Which streak ends first? Uh, man, it's a tough one because, you know, LeBron is getting up there in age, and I thought that's a, a streak that would never end for him because he's always going to be double digits if he stays healthy throughout the whole game. That's where the tricky part comes in. Steph as well. Uh, but granted, I do think that I do hope that they all stay healthy throughout every game that they play. Bron's having that streak for 1,100 games, Steph for 200 games. That means somebody has stopped Steph before. And that might, I think Steph's streak probably ends before Bron's, honestly. But he only needs Bron one. See, but <laughs> Steph only needs one shot to get the job done. LeBron still needs... Probably, well, he doesn't, he can get it all at the free throw line, but he needs to make mm -hmm. a, more than a couple, more than likely field goals to get to 10 points. I, I still think he, I see him, unless he gets a major injury, I still see him pushing through any little tweak. And I've seen him happen in Phoenix. Started the game, he got hit, his knee, calf, shin, whatever it was. And I'm like, damn, he might be out for the game. Came back, ended up having 30. I still see him pushing through enough to where he's going to get double digits regardless of what game it is and maybe be hurt the next day and be like, you know what, I stressed something in my foot or my ankle. But he will be on that court, and he's going to get enough free throws and enough baskets to where he's going to get 10 points. I can see a team or a game where Steph is probably by himself or other people are hurt, and the team is just, I wouldn't say boxing one or triangle two like Nick Nurse does, but 
they could limit him. And it, it said, uh, who knows if an injury may happen. I hope this guy doesn't. Who knows if there's a blowout that happens, he doesn't play the whole fourth quarter. You know, I think the last time that it did happen, I'm trying to recall, it was a couple of years ago. I think that was the scenario. I'm trying to remember who did it, but we'd have to look that up and find out who stopped him from making a three. Yeah, but I have to, well, I have to look into that one. It was a while ago for sure. All right, next one. Uh, so last weekend, Chet Holmgren did his thing, 35 points, no, 36 points, excuse me, 10 rebounds, five assists as the Oklahoma City Thunder completed a back-to-back a win against the uh, against the Golden State Warriors. He hit a game, uh, a shot. He hit a three that sent the game into overtime, eventually winning. And I haven't checked now. I haven't checked recently, but the way he's playing right now, it would seem like he should be the favorite for Rookie of the Year. Now sure. we're not going to come. We're not going to compare the two players, but we are. Excuse me, we are. But you also have to take their circumstances into consideration. For Who sure. has the better career, Victor Webinyama? Or Chet Holmgren. Let's not talk about rookie of the year because it's still a mm-hmm. lot of games to play this year. Better career, Webinyama, Chet Holmgren. Obviously, Holmgren already has a baked in situation with a nice little roster. J Dub, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Josh mm-hmm. Giddy. And obviously, if you look at the Spurs roster right now, looks like they have a long ways to go, particularly at the point guard position for maybe Wemby to hit his heights. Who do you think has the better career? Understanding that it's not only about them, it's about the team that they're around. For sure. I I probably say I'm gonna go with Chet because I think he's gonna have a longer longevity. He's gonna have a better, better longevity than when it's hard to see, it's hard to predict, or you very rarely see seven four guys last very long in the league. You know, Yao was a a rare one. I think he did eight, nine years. He had some good, some good years throughout that. Um and also, so the team-wise, I think that OKC is going to be better for a little bit longer than San Antonio. I still San Antonio has a ways to go, but I think they can get better sooner. I don't know if OKC can keep everybody. Yes, they have a lot of great that's players. Gonna be their, that's that's the going to be their big concern. But they will be good. He will be good. And I think they'll, they'll have some – I think he'll have a, a little bit more longevity than Wemby. Um, it's tough. It's tough to say. It's tough to predict. I think they have similar careers. But I'm probably gonna go to chat with the longevity over over Wembley. Yeah, I'll I'll reserve my answer. I, I believe you too. But it if they get a point if they get a point guard in this draft that could be one of the best point guards in the NBA or a top half point guard in the NBA, then maybe maybe it, it could lean towards Wembley. But right now it's got to be Chet. The way that the, that system is set up right now in OKC, they got things going. Mm-hmm. All right, last part of the pick and roll. Uh, do you believe this or not? Bam Adebayo limits opponents to 16.7 field goal percentage in pick and rolls and 21% in isolation plays. I do not believe you said 16% in pick and rolls. Is that what you said? Bam Adebayo limits opponents to 16% field goal shooting in pick and rolls and 21% shooting in isolation plays as a defender. This year. Mm Mm-hmm. I do not believe it. No, <laughs> it is a uh, it is a fact according to NBA uh-huh. stats, which is okay. absolutely nuts when you think yeah. about how often the pick and roll is in the NBA and yes. how often you score sixteen like percent, and yeah. which is crazy because is it, nuts. Yeah, and because, he may not be you know, getting that many ISOs. Not many people ISO on him. Is not many post up moves happening. He may not play in Joel or Jokic yet, and there's not. I said a bunch of there's not a bunch of post ups happening outside of those two guys where somebody's going to mm-hmm. feed a guy. And ISO them. Pick and rolls happen so often. 
16% is very low. I, that's just hard, very hard to believe. But Bam is an unbelievable defender. Shout out to him, man. He's killing. He's balling. You know, kudos to him. He's a, uh, I wouldn't say single handedly, but he's definitely keeping them above water and keeping them afloat because Miami had a rough start to, to, to start the season. Now they're kind of finding their way a little bit and, and keeping the, you know, keeping the ship, rerouting the ship to keep them, you know, on, on a good track and, and reroute yeah. the ship because it was, it was getting and, ugly. Yeah. And they're getting some good minutes out of Hami Hawkes to the rookie out of UCLA mm -hmm. as well. All right. Do you believe this or not? The Orlando Magic are number one in defensive rating in the NBA. I do not, but I think I saw that on TV the other day, which is hard to believe. They've been playing pretty good this year, but I don't it's hard. I don't believe it, but they've been playing good recently. I know that they were number one before. I forget who they play another night. And did they beat they beat somebody up the other night? Did they, they beat the hell out of somebody? They beat the I, I think they beat the they beat the Pacers the other night. They did. They did. Yeah. They beat the hell out of them. So yeah, I mean now it's believable. It's believable now after watching that because Indiana scores a lot. Yeah, and if you beat them by like that and you hold them under under one twenty, if you hold them under one ten, it's like yo, you're playing some pretty good defense because they get up and down and they're shooting at a high clip and scoring at a high clip. So I would never thought that if you told me that before the season, I would have thought you were on drugs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard yeah. to believe. But it's, they're doing they're doing it. Yeah, as of right now, they're number one in defensive rating, 106.4, uh, right behind them the, at 106.5, the Minnesota Timberwolves, then the Celtics, Thunder, Knicks, Rockets, Clippers, Nuggets, Heat, and then Lakers. Those are the top 10 teams in uh, defensive rating. You want to take a guess at the top five in offensive rating real quick? Yeah, I can take a quick guess. Um, okay. I'm going to go Indiana's in the top five for sure. Indiana's number one. Um. You get three strikes. Sacramento up there. Sacramento no, they had, they had, they had the best offensive rating of all time last year, but not this year. Not so far. Obviously, they lost De'Aaron Fox for a couple of games. That they lost him for a little while. Ooh, who's scoring a lot? Philly is up in the top five. Philly is number three in offensive rating. Um, Boston? Well, Boston is number six. Oh, okay. So you got two right, two wrong. Ooh. I'm trying to think. Who else is scoring at a high clip this year? Minnesota? Minnesota is not even in the top 10. Top five in offensive rating. Pacers, number two. Mavericks, number three. Sixers, number Dallas. four. The Atlanta Hawks, number five. The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, so, uh, Milwaukee would be my next guy, but I missed Dallas. I wasn't even thinking about Dallas was scoring a lot. Milwaukee was another good, but my next, my next guess. And Atlanta, I wouldn't have guessed Atlanta. But Atlanta has been yeah. scoring a lot. Lena has been, uh, and and they've been giving it a lot. They've been giving it up a lot. Giving up a lot too. Yeah. yeah. Pause. All right. Uh, all right. We're gonna go to break real quick. When we come back, uh, it is. Uh, you guys might be hearing this around Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving the day after. Uh, Dave's gonna tell us what it's like to celebrate Thanksgiving in the NBA. And our NBA players, just like us too, are they looking for Black Friday deals? We'll talk about that next, right after the break. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room. Harrison Sanford, Danny Green. We're going to talk about uh, holiday season in the NBA, but real quick, uh, Danny, I said I was going to have my rant. So I'm going to have my rant. Dating Let's hear it. Oh, we've been waiting for this since last uh, week. So, okay. So listen, okay. earlier this summer, I got upset. I got upset because there's a woman that I was dating 
or okay. used to date who texted me. She she goes, we were having a, like a little conversation. She goes, you know what? You're not romantic enough. And you took offense. I, yeah, I took offense. And I'm like, rightfully wow, so. Romantic. Yeah. I'm like, hold mm-hmm. on. Wait a second. Maybe I just wasn't be romantic with your ass. Like, yeah. you can't just be romantic. Maybe you with didn't deserve the romanticism. Just like exactly. I, you make me wait for a certain. I don't give you everything on the first couple of dates. I can't give you everything. Yeah. So exactly. So, anyways, uh, now there's uh, there's a woman I've been dating, and mm-hmm. I took her. Uh, I helped her celebrate her birthday like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I pulling out like a dinner dinner reservations now you it's a challenge it. you got to meet the challenge yeah, so you pull yeah, out all the stops you, okay you get in, you get in fly, you get in flowers and uh, first of all i don't understand i don't understand flowers can, can i just say that i don't understand men don't men don't care I'm about buying they, this thing die that's gonna die three three days later what am i doing <laughs> i can spend that money on other things yeah. i know it might look good but it dies why don't i just get something that lives it's the thought that counts harrison you're thinking of her and you made a thoughtful action that made her feel special. I could think I could be thoughtful with other gestures. Why does it have For to sure. be this one thing that can't live? We don't know why it's significant. Like somebody back in the day made this the standard to, you know, <laughs> show a, emotional romanticism or that you care. This is the staple. Uh, yeah. For some odd reason, I don't know who made this up. Whoever that idiot, I'm gonna say idiot, but whoever that person was, really screwed us guys that don't care about flowers. But as I said, I get certain things. But yes, it could be other gestures you can find. They could spend money on like food, a drink, fruit, yeah, uh, a, th- a thoughtful gift. You know, like, I do, shot, I like do an edible thing. arrangement. Edible arrangement. You know that that's you know more useful. Yeah. Come on, so. man. I so I I'd rather get somebody a plant, a plant, because a plant It'll can live. live. Yeah. yeah, you can have the plant for the rest of your life. Well, flowers are considered, I guess, somewhat plants, right? Yeah, but they die. But they die. Yeah. If and, you take care and, of them, they can live a little longer. So, Go but ahead. now, but but now, but now, Danny, my birthday is coming up. So, okay, now I'm with, I'm kind of curious to see. And she'll listen to the podcast, so she ain't gonna know. I'm curious to see <laughs> what what happens on the other end for me because I went. I, I did the romance yeah. thing. I was very romantic. I was very thoughtful. And then I thought to myself, Danny, I was like, hold on. Women challenge men to be romantic, but are women romantic? Some are. I won't, I won't put them all in a category. I feel like it, some I'm are. Sorry, I'm some sorry. Yeah, no offense to anybody out there, though. No. <laughs> I think. Think about it. We buy the flowers. We treat to not. dinners. Yes. How, how can a woman be romantic? It's expected of us. They it receive. I think women receive romance. But they don't really give romance, do they? Some do. I said some will cook you a meal. Some will, you know, get give you a nice foot massage or a back rub or something like that. Where men are simple, that's why we don't require much. We don't care for flowers. We okay. like to play our video game. They may light us play our video game. That's their idea of being romantic. That's- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we don't require as much attention or as much stuff to feel special. We don't care to feel special. They need to but feel special. So, but yes, there are some it. out there that do romantic stuff. So. I will not put them all in a category. Um, I got to find me one. Because think about it, Danny. As a man, all right, I want to be mm-hmm. romantic. I'm going to set a nice playlist. You know what I'm saying? I have mm-hmm. the lighting right. Maybe I have some candles going on. I'm going to cook the dinner. I might ha- cook dinner or have dinner somewhere. I might mm-hmm. do like a little thoughtful gesture. I might. I might. You always set the scene, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think yeah. maybe I just need to be romanticized. Maybe I need to maybe. have uh, somebody. I need that's what it is. 
Well, the challenge is out there on the table. Well, you have to wait and see, see if this one has it or we'll do it. So we'll see if she's a keeper or not. But sometimes you got to challenge. You got to challenge your woman. You got to challenge, you know what I'm saying? But maybe you're just shopping in the wrong areas as well. <laughs> My point is, it always feels as if men have to lead the charge or be romantic. Is that, am I, am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah, that's why, because women don't make Cause decisions. Because we, well. we don't, we don't, act, we don't ask for romance. That's what Where it is. Men, as men, we're supposed to wear the pants and lead the charge and make the decisions. Because when you ask a girl what they want to eat, they don't know what they want to eat. But if you choose for the, for them, then it's I guess that's part of the romantic. But that that's part of you like taking control, and they think that's you know uh, they adore that or they like that, they appreciate that, and it makes life easier because so they're, they're not good with decision making. I'm just saying I, I like to be swept off my feet too. All right. If we live in it, this is this is a feminist world, right? You know, everybody's supposed to be equal now. Salary's supposed to be more even, more even <laughs> now. There's nothing wrong with me getting treated to a nice meal or a nice romantic night. Communication is key, kid. You got to voice your opinion in these relationships, in these dating yeah. scenarios. Uh, closed mouths don't get fed. So if you <laughs> if you want if you require a certain thing, because women will gladly let you know what they need and what they require, what their standards yeah, are. Yeah, you're right. You need to let them know what your standards are. Listen, if you wanted this, you better take me to dinner first. You better do this. If you want this, this, and that, I'm not doing that unless you do this. So you got to have your standards and voice them. I'm not, I don't even want to be romanced. I just want to know that, like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't want it to always have to be me. Now you're being like the women. You're like, I want to have to ask you to do this. I want you to want to <laughs> do this. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not doing the damn yes. dishes so you tell me to do dishes I want you to want to do the dishes why the hell would I want to do the dishes that's what you are I don't want to be romance you're saying you want to be romance but then it's I don't want to be romance I want you to want to romance size me yeah I, I, want want you, to, I want you to I say want you I want you to say I want to be your romantic own. with you yeah <laughs> well they can but you gotta let them know that's what you like listen in the beginning I like romantic stuff I like romantic shit so treat your boy once in a while if you can I don't want to have to tell you to do it so do it on your own so there you go Oh boy! Oh man! All right. Uh, and speaking of uh, dinners and all that good Thanksgiving. stuff. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what what is at Thanksgiving like for team uh, for players in the NBA? Man, so I looked at the Philly schedule because that's who I would have been playing with if I was still on board. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, most most times, I mean, every year we don't have games. I think I don't think there's any NBA games on Thanksgiving, so they let us have that. Yeah, um, you're fortunate enough you're able to spend it at home, but a lot of times there's teams that are on the road, and you spend it with the team as a group on the road. They find a place for you guys, and you eat together. I would have thought. I think Philly is actually coming back. I think they play Minnesota tonight. They come back to spend the day here with their families, and then go back on the road to OKC Ooh, to play them, nice. play them Saturday. Um, probably make more sense to fly the families there. But mm -hmm. if you're on the road, it makes sense to fly your families in during the holidays, wherever road you are, whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. If you're not at home, people or teams will fly families in to have a holiday team situation and have the families there to also just not experience the family, but also watch the game and then kind of fly back at the same time. Um, so that's what I would imagine. But a lot of times it's you're at on the road with your team and you, you're not a chance. You don't get a chance to spend it with your family. You wait till you come back or you just do it early before you guys leave, have a dinner. Um but now, as I said, the league has changed a lot more now where teams and organizations are now flying people in or families in or making sure the team flies back for whatever time they have in between mm. to spend the holidays with the family. Let's stop that. NBA doing it right. All right. And last question. Mm. 
Is the NBA player like all of us, Danny? Are they still looking for Black Friday deals? 100%. I think most of us do our Christmas shopping during Black Friday. It's like, oh, word. I want this, this, and this. I'm going to wait till Black Friday to get it because I'm going to get it at a cheaper price. And you buy all your Christmas stuff. Um, I can't speak for all of us, but I do know there are a lot more cheaper guys out there than you think in the NBA. And we'll find ways to save a dollar to get a discount and to make sure that they get what they want for the cheapest price they can get it for. Mm, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Best believe uh, I will be Black Friday shopping uh, myself. But I actually think, uh, Danny, I think I'm turning a new page. I think my Black Friday shopping outside of gift I'm getting from my from my family, it's going to be dedicated to traveling. They're going to okay. buy some tickets. I'm just As you buy should some tickets. To, to fly to travel to see games or just vacation. No, no, I'm talking about outside of the country. Do your thing, man. As you should, man. As you should. It's, it's a lovely time. thing to travel during the holidays, for sure. No, no, no. I'm not going to travel during the holidays. I'm going to buy tickets to travel during the... I'm going to try and take advantage of cheaper. this Travel Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, so it's cheaper tickets. Okay. Well, hopefully, the time you're ready to travel, you have somebody there to romanticize you. <laughs> and you have a good, good romantic trip uh, after the holidays. Yeah. Or travel solo. Man. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Until next time, uh, we'll see you guys. Hope you enjoy uh, the Thanksgiving with your families or your loved ones. Uh, we'll see you back next week. Make sure you find us on social media, on X, Twitter, whatever you guys call it, Green Room Inside, or on Instagram at Inside Green Room. Peace, y'all. Read, rate, subscribe, review. Deuces. <laughs>